0: Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, death and glorious resurrection and ascension and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is Saint Irenaeus of Lyon. Saint Irenaeus was born in the port city of Smyrna sometime around the year 137. Smyrna, present-day Izmir, Turkey, was a very important Christian locale in the early church. It is one of the communities addressed specifically in the book of Revelation and home to the apostolic father, St. Polycarp. As a youth, St. Irenaeus listened attentively to many of St. Polycarp's homilies. St. Polycarp himself, uh, a disciple of St. John the Evangelist. As far as Irenaeus is concerned, not much is known about his youth, nor the reason for moving from Smyrna to Lyon in present-day France. Scholars know from a listing of priests for the See of Lyon, dated approximately 177, that Irenaeus was numbered among the presbyters of Lyon. It was also around the same time that his bishop sent him to Rome to assist the pope who was dealing with Montanism. Uh, Montanism was a heretical movement, in which Montanus claimed to manifest the Holy Spirit and speak authoritatively the Holy Spirit's prophetic word. When his work in Rome was complete, St. Irenaeus returned home to Lyon and became its bishop due to the martyrdom of Bishop Photinus. Throughout his Episcopal ministry, Irenaeus worked tirelessly for sound teaching and peace, particularly peace within the church. He vigorously defended Christian teaching against the many and varied strains of Gnosticism, which contended that salvation rested solely on the acquisition of a secret knowledge. Irenaeus refuted Gnostic teaching in his magisterial work The Detection and Overthrow of the Pretended but False Gnosis. The popular title for this work, however, is known as Adversus Erasis, Against Heresies. In this work, he not only argued for the proper content and expression of theology, but also the importance of a theological method. Because of the pioneering work of his opus, history bestowed on Irenaeus the title Father of Systematic Theology. It is believed that Irenaeus died a martyr somewhere around the year 202, This Sunday, we listen to an excerpt from Book 5 of Adversus Heresis as St. Irenaeus ponders Romans, Chapter 8, proclaimed at Mass today. Inasmuch, therefore, as the opinions of certain Orthodox persons are derived from heretical discourses, They are both ignorant of God's dispensations and of the mystery of the resurrection of the just and of the earthly kingdom, which is the commencement of incorporation, by means of which kingdom those who shall be worthy are accustomed gradually to partake of the divine nature. And it is necessary to tell them respecting those things, that it behooves the righteous first to receive the promise of the inheritance which God promised to the fathers and to reign in it when they rise again to behold God in this creation which is renovated and that the judgment should take place afterwards. For it is just that in that very creation in which they toiled or were afflicted, being proved in every way by suffering, they should receive the reward of their suffering, and that in the creation in which they were slain because of their love to God, in that they should be revived again, and that in the creation in which they endured servitude, in that they should reign. For God is rich in all things, and all things are his. It is fitting, therefore, that the creation itself, being restored to its primeval condition, should without restraint be under the dominion of the righteous. And the apostle has made this plain in the epistle to the Romans, when he speaks, for the expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature has been subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same hope, since the creature itself shall also be delivered from the bondage of corruption Into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Thus, then, the promise of God, which he gave to Abraham, remains steadfast. For thus he said, Lift up your eyes and look from this place, where you now are, towards the north and the south, and the east and the west. For all the earth which you see, I will give to you and to your seed, even forever. And again he says, Arise, and go through the length and breadth of the land, since I will give it to you. And yet he did not receive an inheritance in it, not even a footstep but was always a stranger and a pilgrim therein. And upon the death of Sarah, his wife, when the Hittites were willing to bestow upon him a place where he might bury her, he declined it as a gift, but bought the burial place, giving for it four hundred talents of silver, from Ephron the son of Zohar the Hittite. Thus did he wait patiently the promise of God, and was unwilling to appear to receive from men what God had promised to give him, when he said again to him as follows, I will give this land to your seed from the river of Egypt, even into the great river Euphrates. If then God promised him the inheritance of the land, yet he did not receive during all the time of his sojourn there, it must be that together with his seed, that is, those who fear God and believe in him, he shall receive it at the resurrection of the just. For his seed is the church, which receives the adoption to God through the Lord, as John the Baptist said, For God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Thus also the apostle says in the epistle to the Galatians, But you, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of the promise. And again, in the same epistle, he plainly declares that they who have believed in Christ do receive Christ, the promise to Abraham, thus saying, The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. And he now does not say, And of seeds, as if he spoke of many, but as of one, and to your seed, which is Christ. And again, confirming his former words, he says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Know, therefore, that they which are of faith are the children of Abraham. But the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, declared to Abraham beforehand that in him shall all nations be blessed. So then, they which are of faith shall be blessed with faithful Abraham. Thus then, they who are faith shall be blessed with faithful Abraham, and these are the children of Abraham." Now God made promise of the earth to Abraham and his seed. Yet neither Abraham nor his seed, that is, those who are justified by faith, do now receive any inheritance in it. But they shall receive it at the resurrection of the just. For God is true and faithful. And on this account he said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Saint Irenaeus of Lyon, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path. Give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians, the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ, and to strive after all that does it honor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.